And obviously the hardest part is number one, I think parents, they, most of them, they do not have a very, not straight, but a very clear of family values. Or some, they say, yeah, I think I practice that, but only the moms know, only the dads yeah. know, but the children yeah. don't know. Okay? Yeah. Welcome to the Ambitious Tribe podcast with your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarillo. It's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Now for your host, Cassie Pajarillo. Welcome to another episode, a special episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast, Serving Extraordinary Mothers, as we're all about work-life integration, influence, and on becoming the best versions of yourself. On this episode, we are going to have a conversation with a digital parenting coach, a cybersecurity expert, a mother of four, whose mission is to empower parents to nurture children through technology in a positive way as we build the foundation of our future digital citizen. Our guest for today, we are basically in the same mastermind cohort and this is where we were able to meet each other actually and I'm just so so excited to have her on in here. Let's welcome cybersecurity expert of 14 years, Jesse Liu. Hi Jesse, welcome to the Ambitious Tribe show. Okay, thanks Casey. Thanks for having me here. I'm actually excited to share with your audience on, you know, digital parenting and how to nurture your children to use technology in a more positive and responsible way. Yes, and pretty much this is something that is rare, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all over the place, but naturally, you know, what's been happening in the coaching and the consulting space, majority are all about business, marketing, strategies. But in your case, it's really more about parenting. And I am really in awe with the kind of niche that you actually chose. So I'm pretty excited actually also in this episode having you in here because this is really something that needs to be talked about. But before we dive into the hot, hot topic of the day, can you tell us what is the story of Jesse many milestones ago and how did you get into cybersecurity and found, um, you know, this niche passion to choose to educate parents when it comes to becoming responsible digital citizens? I mean, you could have chosen to become a data privacy lawyer or run a law firm or a cybersecurity agency. Oh, yes, yes. Actually, um, Okay, so mm. I will just share some of my experts, um, uh, my mm. experience and how I become the cybersecurity experts. So basically, yeah. um, I, I graduated from computer science of bachelor computer science. And then obviously, I also went into um, those IT fields. But to be frank, I was major in software engineering, not so much on cybersecurity. And I always have these passions on hacking and penetration testings. And that's where I actually come into that. So um, I started with Deloitte, so I started with IT audit, but because of my passions of, you know, understanding all this hacking and all that, and I like to actually see how hackers think about and how they actually hack into the systems, and I find it's actually interesting. I guess I'm, I'm a little bit of weird girl <laughs> who have those kinds of, uh, you know, um, curiosity to understand all this, but yeah, that's, that's my... That's my somehow weird uh, curiosity on that. And, uh, and of course, uh, as I grow, I went into, you know, um, 
are moving to the management side and not doing so much on you know the pen test, you know the hacking stuff, and also uh, assess the you know the client's environment. Because I was always in consulting and outsourcing mm. to different companies. So uh, mm. I actually helped to uh, design the employee habits. So I went to those through the policies, governance and compliance. But at the same time, we also need to think about because most of the time we can put in the best technology, you can put in the best process, but usually the weakest link is always humans. Most of the security incidents that I handle usually mm. trigger from humans. Means that we mm. tell them, don't click, they click. <laughs> yes, honestly, yeah, we all fall for that, right? Yes, and then we say good password. Then the password is password. Mm. Yeah, so this kind of things, you know. So obviously, we also put in the uh, you know the security awareness training and all that. And then um and of course um to be frank uh, after that uh, what happened is uh the work is very hectic and I'm also mm. a mother of four. So, and uh, when there's a security incident, things will be very tense. I will be on call and I have to so-called catch the hacker mm-hmm. missions in a way. But uh, to oh. be frank, we never catch that. Uh, we, yeah, just need, wow. we just recover. We just manage to recover and find what things happen and how do we prevent that. But to be frank, we never catch the criminal. Okay, they are usually very sophisticated. And then um, it's actually very demanding. And then I also move on to, you know, uh, build my own business, which is a financial planning business, which is mm. totally different with what I'm doing. Different. Yes, totally different. And then, um, and then, of course, I also learn sales and then the persuasion. And then, uh, and of course, because I, I tried to build my agency, you know, uh, in, in, uh, in the financial planning space and also learn how to shape habits in, you know, because on... On the uh on the organizations when I was doing cybersecurity, usually we focus on the the process, you know, what the process to put in, you know, to basically it's the red tape to shape the habits, you know, because there are things that we don't want the employees to do. And to be frank, we are talking about five hundred thousands of employees, so it's too huge. We cannot mm-hmm. do one by one. It has to be really systemized. Use systems to prevent use process to shape the habits and we also use the security awareness program but of course there's not much of motivation because you know unless the the company itself is you know drive the workforce to be very motivated to work as a part of a as a mission to serve the customers if not mm-hmm. then usually it's really i'll just come in nine to five and then i'll go i don't yeah, they go. yeah i don't bother whether your your data is safe or not i just do my work get my pay that's it you know so, but in financial planning business, I find it's different, you know. You mm. have to drive the consultants to have intrinsic motivations so that they can actually drive themselves and move towards their target, you know. So it's actually, it's also shaping about habits, but we move into more on the intrinsic motivations and we also need to drive them, you know, to the right directions, you know. So, and, and then that's, uh, that's how I... What I'm using is I'm actually using both of what I've learned and actually put on my children. And I find mm. it actually is easy. But obviously, because I have cybersecurity experts, it's easy for me to, you know, things <laughs> yeah. of, you know, what are the things to plow, what are the things that should be in, what are the things I need to teach. It's, it's already easy for me. But with that, you know, on the parenting, then I'm, I'm also implementing some of it on you know, my parenting. And I find it's actually very useful. And to be frank, um, the one that I was interested to start in is on the Internet Safety Awareness Program because I don't mm-hmm. think parents have mm-hmm. the time to understand 
Oh, no, no. You must the have had good password. That's like, what the heck was the good password? Right? Yeah, it's the least of their concerns, right? Most of the times, like, okay, let me just put in the password. And then they put in password. <laughs> <laughs> or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then that's done. I mean, kids, too. I don't want to think anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I'm pretty, you know, I, I'm pretty, um, um, interested on the process that you were able to put together mm. uh, but can you tell us a story Jesse on mm. what is your story and when you got into cybersecurity and found this interest to teach right I mean this mm. is the niche that you have chosen right where did this entire piece of awakening you know I mean where did it happen when did it happen and why did you choose that you know what this is something that I need to focus on and this is something that I need to teach this okay. is going to be my focus here right okay okay actually um I think I was still doing if I think if this event never happens I guess I will be just continue doing my financial planning business because I'm, I'm doing okay with that and I, I and I'm, I'm a mother of four I need to I, I always believe in you know, you have to juggle both balance, you know, there's no point that having very extremely good career, but you neglect your children. So I always think of trying mm -hmm. the bright, bright balance. So what happened, uh, which uh, triggers me into all this awakening is, um, uh, I think about like two or three years ago, I think 2018 March, um, I received a news that my, my friend passed away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what happened was uh, before that, she two, three years ago, she was diagnosed with nose cancer. She was diagnosed with nose cancer. And during her nose cancer journey, she also discovered an unfaithful event of her spouse and which led to divorce, obviously. So it was very a very painful journey. So I will still remember that um, I before before he got she got, I think I just met her like a few months ago. You know, we have a catch, talk, and I was asking her because I was she's a brilliant student, you know, and she she's She's used to be in the top class, you know. So I was asking her, I'm just curious, you know. I was asking her, why are you actually stuck in this administrator's job, you know, which is, is not giving you the, the money that you want. And I feel that you have the potential to go up to a higher one. So, um, and then uh, what she answered me was, um, basically, I think it's, it's every mother's um, intention. I think it's the mother instinct that falls into is... Um, she said that uh, I, I need to be with my children because um, the husband is actually in construction industry and he requires to travel a lot. So she requires a nine to five and by five, she can go back and actually be with the children. Okay. So she always, she really sacrificed for all her life for her children and for the family. You know, I think uh, the lesson I learned from there is... Um, uh, and and actually, I also um, I learned that um, there must be self love, you know, because there's no point that we always give 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 outside. But we ourselves we are not self love. So I learned to self love myself more. And then secondly, when I attend the um, the funeral, the funeral, okay, uh, his son actually, her son actually went up and give a speech during um, the funeral. It was a very the most beautiful funeral speech that I've actually ever seen. Uh, her, her son was very calm and she wanted, he wanted to make his mom proud. And I recall some of the lines, you know, I can't remember precisely, but the lines is um, somewhere similar to this. It's like, my mom has, uh, was passed away with peace and has actually made peace with the past. 
she has forgive whatever has happened in the past, including her ex-husband. And she teach him about love, forgiveness, and love for the family. Courage and as well. So I remember the lines, you know. So um, that's where I instill, you know, I also think of what do I want in my children? What the, is the message I want to bring to my children? And that's where I actually start on this digital parenting journey, you know, because I realized that um, and also encounter with a lot of my clients who are also parents. Some are also elderly with me. Some is about my same age and some is younger. And I realized that, you know, um, many parenting, they do not know what is the goal that they want. They just want them to do things that they want to them to do. Eat the food that I cook. Do your chores. Study. And that's it. And some, they even want to do the same when, you know, the children mm. is already in the 50s, you know. It's like, oh my God, wow, your children is in the 50s and you still want them to follow you exactly the same, which I don't think is the, is the right approach of parenting. We, we are actually deal with so much of the, I know, the, the culture that we have maybe is, you know, some of the culture could be bring from the past and we thought that it's still applicable, but I don't think it's actually applicable anymore. So I'm, I'm more inspired to... Um, you know, promote a better, you know, what are the goals that my, my children want to be and really promote towards their interests, you know, and stir them to the right directions. Because um, we can be there, we cannot be there by 24 times 7, you know. I think after some time, they have to really carve their path and lead to the path that they want. It's not that us to carve the way for them. They have to carve the path on their own. That's my belief yeah. system and that's why... I, I come into this digital parenting because I spoke to many parents. Um, the struggle is always on how do I control their devices so that I, I feel more controlled and secure. Yeah. Yeah. And you've mentioned about, you know, um, I, I mean, just a little earlier, um, I just took note of this. You said that I know the culture that we have maybe is now different and what we used to do in the past is not applicable anymore in this current um, generation that we have and all the more when we, of course, our children, right? What will be the future of our children? So what information, um, what information do we have to know that isn't shared online? I mean, you are a cybersecurity expert. You've seen mm. it you know, within your own experience, your own eyes and um, all the alert and all those things. Like what are, I mean, I guess, what information do we have to know that isn't shared on the internet or isn't shared by the experts that needs to be discussed or needs to be known um, or for the parents to be alarmed or be cautious of? Um, to be frank, I actually did research on the internet and I found that uh, most of the information is there. But obviously, mm. in fact, there are too much of information. So that's actually that too much. <laughs> it's too much. In fact, yeah. they, when they saw it, there's like, oh, oh my God. So I spoke to some parents and they also agreed that oh, it's too much. And by the time they look at it, they feel like, oh, it's overwhelmed. Then I think, okay, forget about it. So uh, most of them, they prefer a step to step, do this, do this, do this, which is number one. I think nowadays parents are too busy. We are, mm. we are wearing multiple hats in a way, you know, we are wearing a hats of mother, we are also wearing a hats of wife, we are also wearing a hats of daughter, and we are also wearing a hats of supervisor, depending on what, you know, if let's say you are entrepreneur, you are also wearing hats 
of entrepreneur and you have the clients to serve, you know, there are so many hacks, you know. So they mm. what they want is they just want, you know, do this. But if you ask me whether anything that they do not share, no, I think everything is pretty there, you know. Uh, I think it's been it's been quite some time that people share about, you know, be careful of who are the people that your children interact online. You know, there are a lot of online predators, online strangers, and there are many cases that, you know, um, I recall the a story. Actually, uh, I think I it, it triggered me when I saw this story. You know, uh, mm. I saw a story of Kaylee Haywood. Uh, you know, um, the the story is I uh, in is in Leicester, and the police actually make known of that, and they do they would redo the whole scenarios with actors, obviously, and they actually post on the Facebook. And I just come across the story. Basically, what happened is this is a fifteen year old girl from Leicester. She was online groomed by this guy called Look Hello. And, you know, after some time, you know, um, the girl got used to him and gained the trust. And then she just asked him, you know, to come and meet up, you know. And on the first day, they're having, you know, I, I guess you will know what they are having right now, you know. And she was confused, you know, and she was actually feel scared. And when she decided to run, to run away from the guy, the guy chased after her and actually murdered her. She was killed. She was killed, actually. Yeah. And I think uh, I recently also shared a story on my Facebook profile. Uh, a boy uh, is also online grown, but obviously because of the lockdown, we cannot go out. But he mm. did posted some of his naked bodies, you know, those, you know, pictures that is not supposed to be distributed. So the guy actually, um, uh, in a way, ransomed him and asked him to give like 3,500 US dollar of, Pounds, I can't remember. Yeah. And because of the boys, he's too too young to handle this, you know. He I guess mm. he has no idea how to handle. So he commits suicide. Oh wow. Yes, yes. So it's actually really happening right now. And that's why. Um, but on the other way, I don't think internet is a bad place. I do think that internet is a good place to learn. It's actually a double-edged sword, you know. It can be a good place for you to learn new things to study and, you know, it's actually helping you to uh, communicate with people and ask for answers, you know, hey, how do I do this? And you got the answers, you know, from yeah. either Google or you can, if it's children, you can always, it's because of the technology, you can even communicate with your teacher. Teacher, I'm not sure how to do this. How do I go about it? You know, it's actually much way more faster rather than, okay, wait until you go back to school. <laughs> you know, mm. the difficult way, right? So I think uh, internet is a double-edged sword. It could be a sword that really helps you, you know, to do the right things. But it could be another sword that is not, is actually hooking you to do things which are very unhealthy. Or even yeah. just getting you hooked to the screens, addicted to the screens and not being productive at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um you know, I mean, those are a little bit more of those horror stories, but I've seen also some on the internet wherein, funnily, there are children who's been using, of course, iPads and all, and then they um, unintentionally bought thousands of SpongeBob ice cream, something like that, and mm. um, and it just all arrived at home, and that the parents had to sell and crowdfund. Hey, my my child over. <laughs> 
order <laughs> SpongeBob ice cream. And yeah, but if these are kids, right? These are kids who just are fond of little things that they just click, I want it, I want it, I want it, right? But there are also, it just means also that there may be possibility that they may be, you know, I'm clicking on other things that are maybe just you know, interests them or just pops out in the internet. And it makes totally makes sense to you when you said about building the foundation of the future of your children, the future on how do they handle and are are on um, spending time in front of the screen. And as you said too about the suicide, uh, because he, um, you know, he committed a mistake, 3,500 pounds or, or dollars, and it's just too much for the kid. Um, and you know, as parents too, um, it's easily, you know, it's easy, it's easy for us, for parents to just give out their iPads to their children and, you know, let them just, just go here, here, just sit in there and sit still, right? <laughs> and yeah. we all have been enslaved by operating through the frequency of the internet. And now that the businesses are adapting into digital transformation, uh, what have you learned that heightened or brought you to further pursue this path? I mean, yes, those are alarming. Yes, you got into the lockdown. And this is why you're like, okay, there must be something else that I can do because my children are right in front of the computer all the time, the same way as you are. I'm sure you are too, especially now that we're going through a lot of things in our in our coaching and our mastermind group too. Like we're setting up a lot of systems in place. But yeah, so maybe tell us a story on... What have you discovered that you had to implement with your children? And did it also change you as a parent? Um, okay. Uh, so basically, uh, with what I've actually learned uh, during my cybersecurity and also the, the, uh, you know, the financial planning, you know, when we actually help to uh, inspire all the financial planners. So um, this is because when the lockdowns are also, you know, come into the same path, you know, uh, and uh, and obviously my children also have to access to the internet because they need to do the online learning. Okay, so uh, this is the path that I started, but actually I started it early. I have some foundation, so it's actually very easy for me to stir them back to, you know. Mm. So uh, I would say that actually, to be frank, I don't think, yes, now we have digital parenting, but the foundation of parenting has not changed, you know. The foundation mm. has not changed, to be frank. What is the foundation? You know, the foundation is still come back to your family values. So if you actually look back into, you know, during financial planning, we also have to come up with the cultures and values that they have. There must be a guidelines that, a bad sets of values that to determine what is right and what is wrong. Simple as that. And obviously the hardest part is number one, I think parents, they, most of them, they do not have a very, not straight, but a very clear of family values. Or some, they say, yeah, I think I practice that. But only the moms know, only the dads yeah. know, but the children yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah. And then also or sometimes it's actually not clear. Yeah, yeah. I want them to be independent. Oh, oh my God. I think she cannot do it. I let me do it for him so that it's faster. So it's actually a conflict, right? So sometimes yeah. I find that it's a really conflict. Okay, so you want independent and responsible. Okay, so what do you do for him? Huh? Okay, you still doing for him. Ah? Right. Mm. Yeah, and, and comes and 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 because I'm also in you know WhatsApp group of the you know many parents because you know we are now in the WhatsApp group we communicate and knows what's the homework, and you'll be surprised that uh you know my eldest daughter is eleven years old and until today they still have to think 
oh, what's the homework I need to teach my children? And, you know, I, I, I think by 11 years old, my expectation is you should know what is your homework. You should start doing. And the one that you're not sure, please come and tell us so that we can help you. Well, that's my expectation and not that I have to hire you. Come, what's your homework today? Huh, you mm. forgot your homework. Let me ask in the WhatsApp group chat. And it's like, okay. Mm. Okay. But when you ask them, all of them, they will actually tell you, yeah, I want them to be independent. I want them to be responsible. Okay. Then, but when, when what you're doing is actually conflicting, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's all about the family values and instilling those values with your children. And how do you become clear with those values? And um, for other, actually, there are a lot of new parents right now, mm. of course, right? So those who are listening who are new parents, how do they instill that? Uh, okay, I think you have to be very clear of, you know, what are the family values that you desire? What type of person that you desire your children to grow up to, you know? For example, for myself, I want my children to grow up to be independent and responsible, courageous, happy and healthy, okay? So when you say about courageous, it's, it's a very clear line of fear versus balance, you know? So you also have to drive by what are the things that is clear that is between words and fear and balance, you know? Because there's no point that a lot of parents told me that, oh, I want them to be courageous. But they always say, ah, he cannot do it. It's too tough. No, then it's actually like a conflict again. So I think number one is you have to set a goal like what are the type of children that you want to promote, you know? Of course, we cannot force them to be that because it's area of no control. You have always to understand what is the area of control and what is the area of no control. If you focus on the area of no controls, you are just uh, put yourself in a very depressed manner, you know, because you always find that you cannot achieve that. But, but there's a way that we can inspire and inspire and motivate them to be that, that model, you know. So, <clears throat> so number one is always about be clear of what type of children you want them to grow up to be, okay? okay? And then reverse engineer back. In order to become that children, what do you need to do, right? Mm -hmm. Then you will become very simple, right? Yeah, so that's good. That's actually a good advice too that, Let's not overcomplicate how things are. But of course, I can't speak in behalf of parents just yet. I'm not, I'm on the road. I'm on my way. But yeah, so, but, but thank you for sharing that. And coming back to, of course, the ways that these children are, and of course, the, the values that the parents are instilling, especially now in the work from home setup. Um, I just want to circle back to cybersecurity and, mm. um, and, connected to the values of your children. Um, just recently also, I mean, I saw this in the Internet Watch Foundation, which you also shared that in the UK, it released its annual report that it did show that there is such a worrying trend of sexual grooming among children. And I think this is really important to, to discuss too. And it aligns also to the values of what are the values that you remind your children of when it mm. comes to choices. And it's just bothersome. It's really worrying because the girls age 11 to 13 made 80% of their decisions on um, actually advertising hmm. imagery on the internet, a content that made this, you know, this 
these predators, mm-hmm. right, dictate to these children, like, what is it that they do? And these predators would make them, you know, say that, hey, but it's your children who just explicitly, you know, um, these are all self-generated by, by, by these victims or these children. So don't blame it on the predator, right? So, which, you know, gives an impression that it was all made with full awareness, but again, they're children. So I'm just really concerned about that too. And then I wanted to know, you know, pick your brain here, right? Mm. Um, there are people, that, as we said earlier, as we discussed that parents are just, it's easy for them to just, hey, this is a laptop, go have your own MacBook, congratulations, you did a good job, you got good, good grades, here's a MacBook, or here's an iPad, or here's your iPhone, I don't know, right? Here's a gadget, whatever that may be, right? So, but how would you actually, I'm not sure if the word discipline is the right word, um, with your children, when it comes to what do they read online? What are the stuff that they put out online? Because children will definitely become rebellious if you say, don't do this, don't do that, why post this? I mean, all those things. And children are very rebellious and their rebellion is creative. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So, how do we get to educate our children without being that scary, pushing, annoying mom who'd want to limit their screen time? And again, in terms of the rebellion, we don't want that, right? So, what do you think? What's the proper way to process this concern for our children? Okay, so I think it's actually same comes back to the family value, right? So, if yes, for myself, if let's yeah. say I say about responsibility, right? So, you know, mm. they must understand their role within the family. They must also understand what is their role that they have to fulfill. Like, yes, you as a student, what is your responsibility? Mm. It's very clear, right? You have to attend fully to the class. Make sure you know what is the homework. Do your homework. And that's the responsibility of your homework. And you have to actually make them understand that, you know, the study is not for me. The mm. study is for them. I think this is uh, the positioning that most parents make a mistake. This has been like position the study is meant for the parents, but not for the children. So I yeah. think this is, this is totally something. So I always tell my children, study is for you. To have good education, this is the foundation for you to prosper in your life. I wouldn't say that having degree, you were definitely successful, but it's a stepping stone for you so that it's easier for you to, to go up. Right, so they have to actually understand on that, and sometimes it could be you know as simple as you know like uh you know uh of course nowadays with after the pandemic even my children was complaining you know what all my friends got the small the phone the iPad the MacBook <laughs> and they bring to the tuition center you know so I was um I say that but actually the tuition center didn't like. I, I don't think they, they encourage, but sometimes because, you know, the parents and they just like, they just have to accept, you know, they don't want to um, talk to the parents and maybe cause them their unhappiness, you know. But I, I keep asking myself, okay, so let's, let's digest, you know. So when your friends bring the phone there, right, so are they paying attention? And sometimes they say, mm, not really, right? So I was actually always telling them, you know, I'm not with school with you. If you don't, listen attentively and not knowing your homework who is going to bear the consequences yeah. are you ready to turn your network into paid high ticket clients with a plan well i'm interrupting my own episode to invite you to my free high ticket vip training 
over my website www.katipaharilio.com. This training has helped coaches, consultants, private practitioners, and content creators build a better profitable business without exhaust stepping into their role as CEO. This training is perfect to those who'd want to embrace digital transformation for their coaching or consulting practice and wants to have that roadmap towards achieving six-figure outcomes for your seven-figure business. By the end of the training, you are guaranteed to learn the Power Profile Framework and the entrepreneurial roadmap and strategies that you can implement right away as you enable your dreams right here, right now. The VIP training is absolutely for free and it will break down the framework on how you can turn your network into paid high-ticket clients with a plan. Claim your spot and register today at www.cassipajarillo.com. Link is in the description box below. I'm so excited to meet you real soon. Now, let's get back into today's episode. Yeah, it's very clear, right? So, and the answer should come, always come from the children. So, my conversation with my children is always like, I keep asking questions. I ask them, oh, what do you think? And then they say, when the answer comes from them, it's actually yeah, the they most get the process powerful. More. Yes. Yeah. And also they own the accountability because the answer comes from them. Mm. Although we are the one actually drive them, okay, this is the answer. Can you just dig, you know? <laughs> but the answer comes from them. You know, you know I, I, I love it when you said about the accountability comes from them because um, just recently, I actually shared this also to my mentees in um, our program. And I was telling them that I have outgrown the word accountability. I have come a little bit more allergic to the word accountability because I think there is, an, I mean, people are mistaken you know about what does accountability mean they think that accountability means like okay because uh you are my mom well since we're talking about parenting here because you are my mom you tell me what to do and i'm just gonna follow all the way and that is my accountability i'm just gonna follow right so no but it's true right or because you are my mom you told me to do this then i'm just gonna follow suit because anyway that's what's best for me so this is where the rebellion comes right so i'm just you know i think i that was great when you said about when you ask questions right to your children and they get to process it themselves there is no right or wrong but rather you as a parent well, in this case, also with the businesses that we also have as coaches, I mean, both of us are now coaches and consultants, right? When we ask our children or our mentees as well questions and they process it in themselves and they, they, they put together a solution themselves, a response to themselves. So our job here is, okay, should I ask more questions or, okay. Go and go ahead and do it. Try it on your own and see if that is going to be the outcome. Not the other way around. Wherein I think there is also something to do with culture. Um, going back to parenting, I mean, I, I you explicitly said this, right? That education is not for the parents, mm-hmm. and in culture, um, especially in India, right? I think in India and then in Singapore, actually even Philippines, um, education is mistaken as I'm doing this for my mom. I'm doing this for my dad because they want me to become an engineer because this is the best route. This is the success success path, but success is now different, right? Yes. Success is now different for, for each, you know, for any individual. And it's the same with the kids, with our kids. And I think, you know, I want to circle back into this, um, the word accountability. Um, 
it is also our accountability to become responsible of our children's upbringing. Um, I'm a kids yoga teacher also a, a little years ago. And I want to share this to our listeners and also to you too, right? Um, mm. As a kids yoga teacher, it, it's, it's really devastating when I encounter children who doesn't know how to say thank you, who doesn't want to know, who doesn't know how to say welcome, who doesn't know I'm sorry, or it's just always on their phones because their parents just like, here, here's the, here's the phone, just make use of it, keep still, like, don't bother me. And maybe it's, the, it's maybe the, the, the awareness is also not there with the parents. I don't want to be hard on parents too, because I'm sure every parent wants the best for their children. It's just that we're all um, busy or occupied with the things that we have to do to feed our family. So I wanted to circle back into that in terms of accountability and responsibility. And I loved it when you said, okay, accountability is not about me telling you what to do but you realizing what to do and you further questioning if okay why do you think that's the route that you are going to take so um in terms of again um educating our children and i know that this is your quest to empower parents and also the children to have their own decisions going to say cybersecurity again, right? People, I mean, children just click on whatever, but how can a, a parent empower their children to not fall for these predators' wishes and to have better empowered decisions when it comes to accountability too? Okay, I think for this, you can actually, there's two sides that you can actually do. Number one is, you know, you can obviously restrict, you know, the people that you can actually connect. And maybe eliminate those apps that you can, you know, get the online predictors. Firewall? Yeah, it's just a firewall kind of thing, like children firewall? Uh, Limitation? Limitations. Usually, you know, the online predators groom you. You have to understand what is the risk. Then you have to actually understand where is the attack. We call it attack vector. Attack yeah. vector, you know. So where is the channel that, you know, the online predators will come and try to prey? So usually, number one, it's all the gaming platform, which have the chat functions, and social media is one of it. How do you track that? How are you going to track that? I mean, gaming function, the chat. I mean, how are you going to, like, I mean, us adults, we can't even, like, I don't know, like, but what do you do? How would you, I mean, you're busy working. I mean, do you have time to actually check their chat? <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's why that's why I is either it has two ways limit the gaming or limit the social media. You know, I think social media is actually meant for 13 years old and above. If you actually see on you know the app store, they always rate what are the apps and Roblox is actually meant for 15 years old. But you do you know that now as young as children as seven, they already have access to Roblox because the children love it. And I sometimes they ask, why you got this? Oh, she loved it, and my my hook. Her, my friend, uh, the my children's friends also have it, so I think it's okay. But actually, to be frank, Roblox is actually for fifteen. So do you think it's it's just like you know, if alcohol is for eighteen, but you know, all your friends actually have it at fifteen, right? Can I have it now? Is I guess I think there's no right and wrong answer, but it's you as a boundaries. Yes, yeah. you have to set the boundaries. 
and obviously we cannot be there and always praying on their church and I, to be frank I also don't have that time <laughs> uh, right who has the time no but yes. that's true yeah, yeah that's true so values and boundaries, boundaries and yes accountability right yes okay. and, and also educate them you know it's actually come to me it's like you know it's things are so simple you know if we always tell our children don't talk to strangers on the on the roadside right it's the same don't talk to strangers online it's the same concept right if you want to stay safe on you know we always have boundaries about physical safety right don't touch the hot water yeah. don't open the door to strangers don't talk to strangers you no know, if people ask you don't talk anything quickly run back to mommy right don't yeah. follow strangers go if they say oh i i'm here to pick you so mommy ask me will you go and they, all of them they say no 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 because we will educate them but how come online you don't same it's the same right? actually you know it's tricky too because when you said don't talk to strangers <clears throat> but we're strangers and we're now talking to each other so how do you actually find not talking to strangers and yes yes that's why i think if the yeah. children is very young like maybe they are like 13 and you know and obviously three four then forget i think they don't have the mentally to digest what is friends and not friends you know? friends yeah <laughs> so i think as they grow older my my maybe i don't know maybe by 15 then they may have some social interests that they are connected. Maybe, for example, this boy have an interest in hockey and he finds this interest group and he wants to connect. Then you have to teach them how to make, to identify good friends. Good friends has a trait, right? So mm. I always teach my, my daughter and say, how do you think how do you think about this friend? And sometimes she, she was confused and she will come to me and say, uh, my friend does did, 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 did. Then it's like, okay. So I just reverse engineer back. Okay, so if let's say she's your good friend, no, will you do this to her? Then she was like, no, I wouldn't do this. Right? So it keeps her thinking what is trait of a good friends. You know, good yeah. friends, there's a trait. So yeah. you will identify what is the good friend. If the good friend keeps telling you we are not good, you know, are you look at you? Are you how come your 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 hair is so messy? I look at your skin. You know, if let's say this kind of conversation is taking place then you will know that this kind of friends that you want to avoid right we want to yes we are strangers but we want to be connected with like-minded people who actually want to bring us up like you want to me to share with all your audience and i also want to share with all your audience as well we want we have a same missions we want to empower parents and teach parents about digital parenting because it's so needed in the current world right so we have the same vision and vision and we want to promote all of us, you know, instead of like uh, putting you down and, you know, so you have to actually teach them. And of course, with strangers, what are the things that they will actually teach you? They will start with gaining trust. So you have to understand what is the process. Of course, the first is always don't in touch with strangers. But if let's say you're really in touch, you have to actually identify what is the conversation? What is the conversation is going around? Mm. And as mm. young as my daughter, when she was 10 years old, I realized, I think by nine, by nine or 10 years old, I realized that she still have, she started to have a lot of critical thinking and she was able to make some judgment as well, you know. I think those maybe seven, eight, yeah, I think it's too young. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I realized by nine, then that's that's where I find that oh, now she got critical thinking. Okay, so now I can talk more. I can actually ask questions, and she was actually able to yeah. tell me what would be, and and to be frank, most of the answer. It's good. Come from them, yeah, and it comes from them. They get to do the discovery themselves. Yes, yes, and 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 obviously, even if it's friends, and I I think uh now she was you know. Now we are back to the pandemic and we are in the lockdown. So obviously she cannot go to school. So you know, and and we we try and and the death rate is actually quite high here. You know, it increased a lot compared with the last time. Mm. Okay, so we are also a bit worried. So um, she has this phone and now she's the you know the phone is installed with all these, uh, app that you can put like yeah. kitty here so to be cute you know and and do some of the things that like maybe is eating ice creams. You know, so uh, she was having fun on that. I was like asking her, okay, so let's study this. Okay, so you put your picture and the apps can actually change your picture. So if you send this picture to other people, right, can they change? I said, yeah, can they can change as well, right? So before you send your picture, you have to digest what the other person can do with your picture. And why is the person in your picture, right? Mm. So when they digest that, then they will see that oh yeah yeah because when they do the apps, you can actually even answer you know hey, if that's that's the app can do this, can if you send to other people what they can do, can they change? Yeah, they can change, change to whatever they want, you know right? So it is really about educating your children on also you know because if really coming to the chat and all that, I agree we we don't have the time to really have. <laughs> We don't. Yeah, but it's also it's really more on and from what I'm getting from you, um, mm. from the beginning of this conversations that we have, it's really about setting the values, uh, allowing them to question, mm. right, their decisions, but not really questioning alone, but also to process it along with you. And then you also setting the boundaries, but them also complying by asking also the right questions. So it's really more of a conversation. Um, And this is how we empower each other because once that they process it themselves, and then you, of course, with your guidance, you know, of course, what is right and wrong in your own terms, right? Mm -hmm. You get to drive them towards to that that direction. And I totally agree with that. And with that parent, um, even with us coaches, we're like parents too with our own mentees, right? Um, it is also our responsibility to pretty much guide them towards the strategy or towards what we're reverse engineering. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, I don't want to keep long in this conversation, but I'm really having a lot of fun. Um, I want to actually geek out all the more, but <laughs> we're running out of time. So, but in, in this, in every episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast, we really, really want to endeavor to have some sort of um, actionable steps that our listeners can do right now to change their lives or what they can do. So I know you have a methodology, right, that you wanted to share as well. Like, what are the actionable steps have you taken also personally and then applied that methodology, right, to the parents and the parents, which is are your mentees as well, or your children also are now doing. Um, so, and then what changed? So what are the five methodologies and maybe expound it a little bit more? Okay, so I think um, 
Okay, so after after attending, you know, the program and and the, having the five steps, I think most of the outcome that is uh, your children will be using the technologies and internet in a more responsible and positive way and staying safe on the internet. And for mm. the parents, they are more confident on handling all this digital parenting rather than they feel bad, they feel not sure, and they don't feel confident and they feel guilty when their children are actually uh, exposed to, you know, they are really addicted to the screens and they have no controls over that and they feel very guilty and and that's that's where the... Uh, the confidence actually, self-esteem actually go down to the drain, you know. So um, that's the five steps that I have. Okay, so the first step is, uh, I call it design your family internet safety web, uh, habits, you know. So basically, this is the two parts. Number one is, uh, you know, talking about family values. So you have to be very concrete about your family values. What are the things that you want? It has to be very clear. And then the second is about internet safety habits. To be frank, yes, the cybersecurity world is very complicated and there's a lot of ways. But yes, that is only on corporations because we have sophisticated hackers and cyber criminals that is targeting and they are really, really sophisticated. But if you talk about the internet landscape as a consumer, yes, it's still sophisticated, you know, in the normal eyes, but to us, it's, it's actually still easy to see what are the things. And it's actually boils back to some of the habits that is fundamentals. So long you have these internet safety habits, you will not fall into all these internet dangers. And that's basically is it because it's just from my experience and we know other internet safety habits that you should possess and know about. Okay, so that's two parts. The second step, I call it set secure internet environment. Actually, this is the part that you install all the parental control, the network filter, whatever filter you want. But I don't like the parental control to be frank because I feel like, oh, it's like controlling your... So I, I, like I said, you can actually sense that I'm not the one that I want to control and I will rather that cultivate the safe habits and they are running the show. But of course, when there are problems, then I will have to go in and step in and help them to divert back to the right directions. So mm -hmm. I call it set secure internet environment. With this in place, you already eliminated 70% of the internet dangers. You have actually done this right, you know. So you still need to deal with 30%. So it's actually same in organization. We know that as long as we put in the process, we only talk actually technology, the tech, 70% already gone. Now we only left with 30%. So we have less job. If not, then we are tackling everywhere. Then it's just like really a nightmare. Okay. I've been in an organization that you started with zero and it's really a nightmare dealing with that. Okay. So um, the third step I call it is shape your internet safety habits, you know. So if you know about house habits, it's always about four things. Number one is your cue. We, usually we put out about external trigger, internal trigger, your actions, and rewards. Right? So it's actually about habit formation. So we also use habit formations to look into to how do you promote good habits? How do you break bad habits? You know? And obviously promote good habits is usually not easy. It takes time. Mm. Okay? It takes time. Yes, but to break bad habits is, is even more harder. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I was lucky because I'm already in this space. So uh, I, I already prevent most of it. So I, I didn't have to deal with the screen addiction so much. Okay, uh, but there's a way. There's a way to, to handle that because I, I did it in a way that is actually the, the way it's actually run so that they, they don't, it's, it's just auto show runs by itself already. Okay. So, but there's a way, and I already give you the clue, it's always by these four things, which is 
external mm. trigger, internal trigger actions and rewards. And this is all about by habit formation. And the fourth is I call it um, uh, more on awareness of internet safety habits. This is where the conversation with your children on internet safety came about. Mm. Okay. So if you don't have a regular conversations, because I find that nowadays most parents don't have a place or a venue to discuss with the children, then I propose come up with a family meeting. <laughs> it's the easiest. It's, it's just by norm that it's already there. You don't need to feel, oh yeah, today's not a good day. Yeah, I usually don't have a conversation with her. Then they find it weird, you know. <laughs> and so you just have a family meeting, which is easy. If not, if you can't have a family meeting, find a dedicated time that you will always have conversation before your children, you know. Uh, conversations on, of course, not only on, on online things, but on his, their usual things as well. And some of the online things that you should talk about. And also a awareness of internet safety habits as well. You must teach them how to identify. If not, they have no idea. Because if you mm. don't know, how can they be know, right? How do they know this is an online predators? Is there a cap that this is online predators, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to teach them how to identify, right? So, so basically, that's, that's the awareness and education come into picture. And the 30%, once you have the 30%, it actually comes from the education. If they know, mm. they encounter, but they avoid it on their own, then your 30% already gone, right? Okay. So the last step is realignment of your internet safety habits. Because no matter how much we do, you know, we educate, we put in, well, we put in everything already, but they still make bad choices. You know, we can't prevent that. And we have to accept that it's part of their learning. Yeah. As long as it's fail safely, I always say that I prefer them fail more, but fail safely. Small metric is okay. Let them fail rather than prevent all the fail until when they are big enough, it's going to big fail and then only the parents become scared. And I realized that from some of the conversation with some of the other parents, okay? So you have to realign back your children back to the family values. There's no point that pointing fingers. Why are you doing this? Now, why you can't just listen to me? Oh, I'm There's doing no this. point. There's no point. There's no point to be frank. <laughs> yeah, it's going to create more resentment. You know, it's going to create yes. more resentment and cohesion. Instead, you have to figure out how you bring back, bring them back and realign back to the family values. You know, when your family values is clear, when you ask them, do you think this is right and in line with our family values? And when they, they know and they keep quiet or they know and they just, you know, then you know that they know the family values well. Because they know what is right and wrong, to be frank. Most of the time, I realize they know what is right and what is wrong. And so, yes, you have to have define a process and and work the process first because most of the people, they don't work on the process first. They only think, okay, maybe it happens, I only do it. But when they do it, the anger come into picture. They are not calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it involves also a lot of self-awareness as a parent to unlearn those of which that doesn't work anymore, right? It depends yes. also if your own values. You can set your own values. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to copy what you did in your own generation. You can set also the values that you yourself can set for your children. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's, it's just really, really like, you know, um, 
really think what of what you want. But I, I came mm. from a family that my 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 parents never stopped me from doing anything. I guess I was quite lucky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, they were never stopped me from doing anything. So it's actually very easy for me to you know instill like courageous. Yeah. yeah, and courageous. Like I think one time my my daughter was telling me that one I think last year she was asking whether she wants to become a monitor the class monitor. And then I was asking, okay, um, do you think you like it? Then she said, I'm not sure actually. But I after a few questions, I asked, okay, if you really do, you don't like it, what's the loss? Yeah, just the time, no? Right? So, but if you have not done it, how do you know you don't like it? Mm. Right? Mm. Guess what? She do it for a year and she said, actually, I don't like it. <laughs> Well, better to know that rather than asking yourself, what if, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. Um, I just wrote down a few things here that I picked up from you in, in, in summary um, as we end this um, session. Um, in today's world, you know, what I really picked up from you is that it is easier to just hand over, again, those iPads, those gifts for our children or those latest gadgets to make them sit still but and not bother, you know, for, for them not to bother us and, you know, as we handle our everyday business operations. However, as the internet also continues to expand these predators or these bait or these unwanted stuff on the internet have mm. come, you know, being, being, you know, they've come creative on um, how they approach our children. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what I've picked up from you is that we have to also choose what we consume and also pretty much also teach our children like, okay, process things, have family dinner and turn it into maybe a family catch up, you know, and to communicate with each other. Um, so I hope our listeners, um, I hope you guys also picked up a lot of lessons today in this episode, in this special Mother's Day episode. May we be able to have the values that are right for you, your children and your family. Um, I picked up on it really is important for us to have this open line of communication with our children about their social media, about their choices, about what do they do, how do they talk to us. Have that open line and let not fear take over and would, which will be, you know, which will hinder them from talking to us right so i hope jess's methodology helped you towards empowering not just yourselves but also your children as a family when it comes to what we consume and what we do things and how they do things together um jesse is there anything else you would like to share and how can they find you okay so you can actually find me at my facebook okay so my facebook is www.facebook.com slash jesse l Liu, L-I-E-W-S-P. And uh, maybe you can actually help them help me to drop on your, on your podcast mm. as well. And then uh, at this, for this Mother's Day, uh, con in conjunction with this Mother's Day month, I'm also having a free sessions for all the listeners. If you are interested to find out what is the problem you have in your digital parenting journey and you want to diagnose and you know, really understand how it's going to change and implement some of my steps that I can actually recommend, it's a free session. You can actually obviously book a call with me and I will actually send the link to you know Casey mm -hmm. and then um, she will actually have people on the podcast and if you're interested just connect me via uh, my Facebook and then just drop me a message and also send me send me a Glendy invite you know uh, in my Glendy invite and book a call with me and and that's about it 
Yeah, definitely. I will have all her social handles and her booking calendar um, on the show notes or in the description or in the caption, whatever, wherever that we may be, <laughs> it's going to be. But definitely, I'm going to have all those social handles um, embedded. And yeah, so today, uh, this is the end of today's episode. Again, thank you, Jesse, And thank you, everyone, for watching and for listening uh, the Ambitious Tribe podcast. A happy Mother's Day. But I would say we all should celebrate our moms every day. So do drop me a message on Instagram. That's at Cassie Pajarillo on what you picked up on today's episode. And we'd love to feature you or if you've got any questions, send it over and we'll endeavor to have that discussed on the succeeding episodes. Share today's episode amongst your friends and your family if you feel that this is very valuable and it's something that is worth sharing. Again, this is your chief encourager, your host, Cassie Pajarillo Braganza. Drive ambition, serve love, and always be awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse and everyone. I'll see you again next time. Bye. You just finished listening to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast by Cassie Bajarillo. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave Cassie a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcast. Don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or message her straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business. The intro and outro for the Ambitious Tribe podcast were recorded by Dave Soltura. If you would like a voiceover for your own business, visit www.davesultura.com.